enjoyed it much more if you've been able to come. Yeah, I know, Julie, but, well, that's how it is. Maybe another time, huh? Sometimes I wish that my husband wasn't undersecretary for foreign affairs and paid more attention to domestic affairs. <laughs> well, it's not that I don't want to. It simply that I, I have no time. But <laughs> I love you all the same. <laughs> Kiss me and prove it. Uh. <laughs> Coming to bed, darling? Oh, not this ship. You go ahead. I've got a few minutes waiting to catch up on. Okay, honey. But not too long, huh? Right. Uh. Hey. Hey, it's, it, it's gone. It can't. Hey, Julie! Julie! The Sounds of Darkness. Lee Masters, FBI, who wages relentless war against crime. Lee Masters, the blind detective who challenges the sounds of darkness. You'll never know with women. What is this, Lee? What's the big deal, huh? Everything's nice and quiet for the few days, then pow, suddenly you act as though the world's coming to an end. Could happen, Johnny. Huh? But it's three o'clock in the morning. What's so important? I'll tell you if you quit beefing. Oh, I'm sorry, Lee. It's just that around this time I get to feeling a little hungry and... Only around this time? <laughs> At this time in the morning I'm laughing, but only for you. Oh, Johnny, listen. You may think you've had to observe strict secrecy on other cases. They were child's play compared to this one. So what gives? Well, I don't know much myself. Everything's so hush. Even Harris knows only the barest details. There's a document missing, either mislaid or stolen. Probably stolen. And we've got to find it at 3 o'clock in the morning? That's right. Apparently, this one piece of paper is so important and valuable that if it gets into the wrong hands, well, Third World War. Wow. If this piece of paper is so loaded... How come it went missing? I mean, who'd be stupid enough to lose it? Not necessarily stupid, Johnny. Could be plain bad luck. After all, I, I wouldn't call Edwin Strang stupid. Well, I guess not since you... Say, is, is he the guy who lost it? Mm -hmm. Is that this address you gave me? Yeah. The undersecretary for something or other? Foreign affairs. Yeah, we sure mix with the best people, don't we? We might even get to have breakfast in the White House yet. Mm -hmm. Keep driving, Johnny boy. Masters, I just vanished. I can't understand it. What was this document, Mr. Strang? Uh, that I, I dare not divulge. Why not? Because it's 
Look, Mr. Masters, is it really vital that you know? It helps if I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever I tell you two gentlemen, I, I want you to understand that it must never go beyond these four walls. Yeah, well, both Mr. Bridges and I uh, understand that. Okay. Well, this document was in the form of a letter. Now, you understand the difficult situation in the Middle East at the moment. You'll appreciate that the balance of power between the Soviet bloc and the West is very delicately maintained by two or three small, so-called unaligned nations. Playing one off against the other, huh? Yeah, in simple terms, yeah. Well, the slightest shift of allegiance, even by a tiny, seemingly unimportant state, could upset the equilibrium, give one side or the other a decisive advantage. Potentially explosive, whichever way you look at it. And this letter is involved in some way? More than that. This letter was received by me three days ago. It was addressed to me personally. Who was it from? Well, now we come to the crux of the matter. It was from the leader of one of these small states. A key state, I might add. It was a very unusual letter, Mr. Masters. Oh? It was obviously written in haste and on impulse in his own hand. It was a frightening and revealing letter because it showed me that a foreign government with whom I believe the United States could advantageously negotiate would and could, under the personal influence of this one man, betray our interests entirely in that part of the world. A move like that would definitely and profoundly affect the whole world. So if it got into the wrong hands, this letter could uh, blow us all up. Exactly. But, Lee, how can we possibly find this letter? It could be out of the country by now, maybe in the Soviet embassy. Oh, that's true. We can only work on the assumption that whoever stole it still got it. Some of these guys sell to the highest bidder. That could take time. Yeah, so what are we going to do, Mr. Masters? You, you know that if it's not recovered, the effect on me personally will be disastrous. What time did you actually discover the loss? Oh, it was around ten minutes before midnight. My wife had been to the theater with some friends. She arrived back about 11. And what were you doing? Well, I got home late after a conference. My wife had already gone. I went up to my dressing room, had a shower, changed, came down to dinner. I dined alone. Where was the briefcase, Mr. Strang? Mm, oh, it was in the closet in the dressing room. Was the closet locked? Well, not only the closet, but the room, too. Uh, so, uh, altogether, you were away from your dressing room approximately... Two and a half hours, huh? Yeah, that's right. How many servants have you, Mr. Strang? Just the two. General Maid and the manservant, Peters. But oh, they're both trustworthy. Been in my employ a long time. Besides, if the room's locked, they can't get in. I don't give them a key. So only you have a key to the dressing room and closet, huh? No, I'm my wife, of course. But she was at the theater. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. So the letter was taken in the two and a half hours that both you and your wife were not in the room. And by someone who knew it was there. Mr. Strang, is there a copy of this letter? Oh, we always photostat documents of importance, of course, for filing purposes. Uh-huh. But the missing letter is the original? Yeah, that is so. Yeah, well, uh, that's about all for the moment, Mr. Strang. Well, what are you going to do? Get that letter.
exactly. How do we know where to start? Well, there's one avenue open to us. Oh, what's that? Well, this kind of job, Johnny, is typical of the modus operandi of two separate characters who do this strictly for cash. You mean you know these two guys? Well, they're on our index. Multiple agents who sell choice morsels of information to whoever's prepared to pay the most. Everybody's friends, including ours and the CIA. That's how they manage to keep alive. So what are their names? Adam Clayton, British. Melvin Soames, known as Playboy Soames, United States citizen. Melvin Soames. Yeah, I remember, 1961, the model in the bath scandal. Well, I knew you'd remember that particular case. Well, who could forget it? Anyway, we've got no time to lose, Johnny. I know it's a shot in the dark, but I, I think a call on Mr. Soames may prove useful. And the other guy, Clayton? Uh-uh. Out of the country at the moment. Well, it's still only 5.30. I guess we can grab some breakfast, then. Pretty hungry, huh, Johnny? No, no. My stomach's only yawning like the Grand Canyon. Well, then, think how much more satisfying it'll be when we have breakfast after we've called on Mr. Soames. Yeah, like hitting your head up against the wall because it's so nice when you stop. Okay, okay. Stop at the first pizza stall. Just by the merest chance, I see one right now. Pizzas, please. Four? Uh, you having a party? Yeah, me and my friend. One for me and three for him. <laughs> okay, mister. Four, coming on. And make it snappy, will you? We got a lot of... Hey, what's this? Hey, boy, give me one of those papers. Yeah, yeah. Here you are. Uh... Wow. I'd better get back to me. Hey, mister, don't be wanting our pizza. What is it, Johnny? Uh, you were going to interrogate Melvin Soames? Why? Nothing, except that somebody rubbed him out a few hours ago. What? Found stabbed to death in his apartment. Uh, yeah, that's right. If you would, please, Lieutenant. He'll be over in 30 minutes. Right. Bye. Well, everything's okay, Lee. Lieutenant Anderson's in charge of the case. Oh, Andy. And he's yeah. promised to leave everything as it is at Soames' apartment till you get there. Yeah, what I still don't understand is why we're bothering with a dead guy. Surely Soames rubbed out equals Soames in the clear. We've got to start looking somewhere else, haven't we? You mean to tell me, Johnny, that an important letter is stolen from the briefcase of Edwin Strang, and a few hours later, our most likely suspect, Melvin Soames, is erased? All this is coincidence? So, there's a definite connection? Well, nothing's definite yet. But it's a very interesting starting off point for us. Want a cup of coffee, you two? Do we want a cup of coffee? I'm dying. Well, you look in pretty good shape for someone who's dying. Look, hurry, Sam. We've got to get moving. <laughs> two strong cups of coffee coming up. But, uh, won't the cops know all about this business of the missing letter? No, Johnny. Only we know of the two incidents. The letter and the murder. They only know about the murder. And you see a connection between the two? There's got to be. Yeah. There's a Mrs. Julie Strang to see you, Lee. Edwin Strang's wife? Uh, I guess so. Right. Have her come in. Well, what does she want? Well, we'll soon know. Mr. Masters? Yeah, that's right. 
Mrs. Strang, come in, please. Take a seat. Thank you. This is Johnny Bridges, my assistant. Hello. Hello. Well, what can I do for you? Mr. Masters, you, uh, you, uh, investigating the, something about a missing letter from my husband's briefcase. Has he told you that we are? Yes. Then I can't deny it. Well, first of all, Mr. Masters, I must ask you not to tell my husband when I've come to see you. Why? I, I can't explain that. Why are you here, Mrs. Strang? Well, this document, whatever it is, is pretty important, isn't it? I mean, the fact that it's missing could have terrible repercussions for my husband. For the world, if it's not found soon. Oh, then I think it's important that I share my husband's predicament and know what was in that letter. Mrs. Strang, surely you understand that you're asking the impossible. If your husband wanted you to know, he himself would have told you. I can't. Oh, why is it so important that you know the contents of the letter, Mrs. Trang? I've told you I love my husband deeply. I must know how much he's involved and how much is at stake. Well, that's what a wife's for, isn't it? I'm sorry, Mrs. Strang, but I can't take this conversation any further. I see. Oh, well, I suppose you're only doing your duty. At least promise me that you won't tell my husband I called. Well, I'll try, Mrs. Strang, but... Uh... In this business, we don't make promises of any kind. Very well. I'm sorry to have wasted your time, Mr. Masters. Not at all, Mrs. Strang. Mr. Bridges will show you out. They're just through here, Mrs. Strang. Goodbye, Mr. Masters. Mrs. Strang. Hello, Andy. Everything exactly as it was? Yeah, I haven't touched a thing. Camera boys have been down. We've taken certain fingerprints, that's all. Body's been removed. Okay. What happened? Oh, yeah. Well, it's pretty ritzy, this room. Soames was stretched out on the sofa. It's a big sofa. Lying on his back with an Indian or an African-type dagger through his chest. Curved, you know, like a saber. Obviously, the weapon was snatched from the wall since there's quite a few hanging up there. In groups of three, yeah? Except that one group only has two plus a space where this one should have been. Oh. Any suspects, Andy? Yeah, well, we've arrested Soames' manservant, Jenkins, but it's purely circumstantial. Oh, face-saving, huh? Yeah, that's about it, Lee. Mm-hmm. He's sure to be released, nothing to hold him. Anything else? Well, funny you should ask that. There is something, uh, or kind of screwy. I'm listening. Well, you know, Lee, that after a killing, nothing is moved. Mm-hmm. Officer left on duty day and night. So? So, <clears throat> Soames is lying on his back with a dagger deep in his chest. The blood was pretty profuse, as in all killings with a knife. It pumped out of him by the quart and spread quickly onto the cushion underneath him. So what are you driving at, Andy? Johnny, come over here to the body, will you? Sure. See what I mean, Johnny? Hey, what is this? I don't get it. What, Johnny? Lee, the blood from the body soaked through the cushion he's lying on. But underneath the cushion, there's no trace of blood. Now, let's get this straight. The cushion absorbed the blood so that it soaked right through. It came out the other side of the cushion. So there's a stain on top and underneath that cushion. Yeah, but the part of the sofa directly under the cushion Soames was lying on is as clean as a whistle. Mm-hmm. I knew that would interest you. Well, there's another cushion on that sofa. That's clean, of course. However, under that one is a mark of blood corresponding to the first stain. So the cushions have been changed round. With uh, due respect, Lee, we don't need you to tell us that. So now all you want to know is who and why. Right. 
Andy, has the officer outside in the hall been on duty without a break? Uh, Johnson? Yeah, why? If you'll take my advice, Andy, you'll interrogate him closely. Now, take him into one of the other rooms. Ask him who he allowed in here earlier this morning. You mean Johnson? Yeah, you may be right, Lee. I'll, I'll go and see him right now. Mm-hmm. Quick, Johnny, over to the sofa. Oh, what are you going to do? Quickly, don't ask questions now. Okay. I'll be as fast as I can. Wow. A secret compartment just in the back of the cushions. That figures. That also figures. It's gone. I'll be back soon. Okay, just a second. Right, Johnny. Just in time, too. I can hear Andy coming back. All right, Johnson, come on. In here. Yes, sir. Well, you were right, Lee. Go on, tell Mr. Master Johnson. Gee, I'm sorry. I, I guess I... What happened? Uh, well, a dame comes to the door this morning, just before Lieutenant Anderson arrives, see? Seems she came to the wrong apartment. Uh, she really wanted, like, next door. Carry on, Johnson. Come on. Yes, sir. She seemed uh, very friendly, this dame, see? Like, uh, cute, too, you know. Uh, said I reminded her of Jack Lemon. <laughs> yeah, Lemon is right. Get on with it, Johnson. Yeah. It's, so she wants to see where the murder was committed. See, she said she just read the papers. Well, she was pretty educated and nice-spoken, so I sees no harm in letting her have a peep, see? So, like, in she comes. But when she sees the blood, she drops, pow, in a dead faint like that. Well, I guess I can sort of lost my head and I ran out to the elevator to call for help. And when you got back, she was gone? That's right, sir. Okay, Johnson. Well, luckily for you, nothing was missing. I'll ignore this breach of conduct with a caution this time. You've just been plain stupid, that's all. Before you go, Johnson, do you know this woman's name? Uh, no, sir. I, I never laid eyes on her before. Okay, thanks, Johnson. All right, Johnson, get out of here. Yes, sir. Uh, just one more thing. Yes, sir. How was this lady dressed, and uh, what did she look like? Well, I suppose you might say she was very well dressed. Uh, light brown overcoat, good cut, well tailored, hair done... Real nice, you know, and she was kind of cute, too. Uh-huh. Okay, Johnson. Uh, thank you, sir. Oh, boy. Some mothers do have them. Back here at Strang's place, Lee. Patience, Johnny, patience. Ring the bell. I'm completely in the dark. Well, not for long, I hope. Mr. Masters. Good morning, Mrs. Strang. May we come in? Why, yes. Please do. Mr. Masters, I thought you were a gentleman. You promised that you would keep my calling on you a secret. And now you come here and prove to everybody that you know me. First of all, Mrs. Strang, I didn't promise anything, if you remember. And secondly, I have no alternative but to come and see you. I have, after all, been asked to recover the missing letter. Well, then why come here? Because, Mrs. Strang, you have that letter. And I must ask you to give it to me immediately. I... 
I beg your pardon. The letter, please, Mrs. Strang. Well, you must be mad. Look, I'm trying to avoid embarrassment on everyone's part. You're not helping any. Give me the letter and discretion can be used. Fight me and the whole matter will be blown wide open. Well, Mrs. Strang, I'm waiting. How much do you know? I know of your visit to Melvin Soames. I know also that you delivered the letter to him and that you tricked your way back into the room after Soames' death. No. And I know that you took the letter back from the secret compartment in the sofa, but you put the cushions back in the wrong places. No. Mrs. Strang, don't you think it's about time you face the facts? Oh, don't tell my husband, please, Mr. Masters. That's all I ask. Don't tell him. I love him. I love him. Where is the letter? It's here. In the room. In my desk. Here. Thank you, Mrs. Strang. Give it to Mr. Bridges. I suppose you'd better hear everything. You can say that again. We're listening. understand that whatever I did, I did because I love my husband dearly. I believe you. Sometime before I married Edwin, I had a schoolgirl, oh, infatuation. It was nothing. Although at the time, it meant everything to me. I wrote a letter, a passionate letter to the man concerned. And then in time, I forgot about the man and the letter and married Edwin. The next I knew was that the letter got into the hands of Melvin Soames. And he tried to blackmail you by threatening to show it to your husband, huh? Yes. Edwin is a very jealous man, Mr. Masters. It would have hurt him deeply to know of such a thing. Anyway, Soames contacted me and said he would exchange the letter for a certain document, which I would find in my husband's papers. Yeah, but how did Soames know of the existence of the document? Probably from somebody working in the photostat department. Go on, Mrs. Strang. Well, as you know, I have a key to the dressing room and to the closet in the room... I pretended I had to go to the theater. I knew Edwin would be dining alone. I waited till I was sure the room was empty. Then I let myself in the back way, went into the dressing room, unlocked the closet, saw the briefcase, and took the letter Soames had described to me. Then you went to see Soames? Yes. He gave me my letter in exchange for the other one. He then went over to the sofa, and I saw where he hid it. Yeah, later on when you read about Soames's death... You realized what terrible consequences could come out of this. So you went back to Soames's flat and faked your way in, took the letter, and got out fast. Yes. Uh, you were very lucky that the letter was still there and that the murderer didn't find it. Who was it killed Soames, then? That I don't know, Johnny. But no doubt Andy will solve that problem. We've solved ours. Oh, Mr. Masters, uh, any news? I'm worried sick. Your worries are over, Mr. Strang. Huh? You mean you found the letter? Give it to him, Johnny. You are, Mr. Strang. But I, I just don't believe it. I can't be. I, I don't know what to say. Well, how'd you get it? Where was it? It's a long story, Mr. Strang. But I'm not going to tell you. After all, even the FBI has its little secrets, too. All I can say is you don't know how good I feel right now. Thank you, Mr. Masters. How about that, Julie? Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful. May I also add my thanks, Mr. Masters, for everything? Not at all, Mrs. Strang.
You have been listening to The Sounds of Darkness. Join the world of Lee Masters, the blind detective, next Tuesday and every Tuesday night at 7.30 in... The Sounds of Darkness. The Sounds of Darkness is produced by Harry Van Bake. <laughs> <laughs>